Hi, I'm Matt Pacelli with the Virginia State Golf Association, and welcome to our Golf in the Commonwealth podcast. This is our fourth in the Meet the Hiker series and an opportunity to meet our hiker, Glenn Gray. Glenn is the most veteran of our hikers, with this being the fourth time he's participated in the 100-hole hike. But before we get to the conversation, I do want to thank our amazing sponsors and donors who've helped us raise over $37,000 right now to support youth on course efforts here in Virginia. Obviously, walking 100 holes in a day takes strength, endurance, and recovery. And our friends at Adams Performance have come alongside to be our official fitness training and recovery sponsor. You may recall me having Dr. Kyle Adams on the podcast earlier this season. Kyle himself is TPI certified, and his team works with a ton of golfers, ranging from guys who play in VSGA Super Senior events to kids playing high school golf. You can learn more about getting your athletic edge at adamsperformancerva.com. We also have apparel donations from our friends at Cutter and Buck and Turtleson. Both Cutter and Buck and Turtleson will be outfitting our hikers for this challenge. And when you make a Cutter and Buck purchase through vsga.org store, a portion of the purchase is donated back to the VSGA. So please check that out. And a little secret, use promo code VSGA25 for 25% off regular priced items across their site. And our friends at Golfdom in McLean, Virginia, Buddy Christensen, who's the owner of Golfdom, is another former guest on the podcast. And Golfdom has a huge selection of equipment, apparel, and services for golfers at every stage of the game. We're grateful for their support and hope you'll visit golfdomgolf.com to shop their site or learn more. Big thanks to our friends at Srixon Golf for donating gloves and balls for our hikers. And post round, after we've completed the 100 holes, our hikers will enjoy the new transfusion canned cocktail from our friends at Forecraft Cocktails. Remember though, if you're looking for Forecraft Cocktails canned transfusion, you must be 21 years and up and please enjoy responsibly. So, like I said before, our guest on the show this week is Glenn Gray. Glenn works in the golf industry for Buffalo Group and connects regularly with some heavy hitters across the golf industry and supports great organizations like Youth on Course. He's also a member of the VSGA Board of Directors and plays a lot of his golf at Lakeside Park Club in Richmond. But as you'll hear, Schoolhouse 9 is a special place for him. With that being said, here's my conversation with Glenn Gray. Well, Glenn Gray, welcome to the VSGA's Golf in the Commonwealth podcast. Um, you know, there's a, we have a lot to say about you and related to the podcast and your relationship with the VSGA and with Youth on Course. So many wonderful things. It's just an awesome opportunity to have to share so much of what you do with the golf industry with our with our listeners. So I I've said a lot without saying anything. Who are you and what do you do? Well, first off, Matt, thanks for having me, and and uh, it's been a pleasure serving on the VSGA executive board for the last several years and working side by side with you and and other members of the board and and really just all golfers across the state of, of Virginia. So, uh, as you mentioned, um, I'm I'm involved a lot in golf, which is uh, makes my day to day very exciting. So, uh, full time, I'm senior vice president with Buffalo Group which is a collective of marketing agencies, media properties, and an events division that is 
focused on a variety of industries, but one in particular uh, is golf. And a lot of clients that are in and around the $84 billion industry here in the U.S. And so that uh, that is where I spend most of my time, but then also enjoy giving back to the game, as you mentioned, in a variety of, of roles that I serve from boards like the BSGA to a lot of industry golf committees for a lot of different organizations. And then certainly my familiarity with Youth on Course, I've known Adam Hike and his team for many years, and it's uh, it's been wonderful to have them as an official partner of the VSGA and to officially kick off this year's 100 Hole Hike here uh, pretty soon. Yeah, it's 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 really exciting. There's so much of sort of what we have to talk about. We have thanks to you some of your internal knowledge and you know even the podcast was something that as a board member you'd been saying hey we should do a podcast we should do a podcast and now here we are doing a podcast talk a little bit about i mean you have what most people would consider a great opportunity a great job to work in the golf industry like you do across across the country and internationally with so many different partners but has golf you know, was golf your thing growing up? How did you get started in the game? It's interesting. It, it really wasn't. I mean, I grew playing up, but it wasn't my my sole focus as a as a young athlete. My my sport of choice was soccer, but my dad was a, a big golfer, and so during the summer we played a lot. And then as I got into high school, I played on our high school team. I grew up in Culpeper County, Virginia. And so I had the opportunity to play in high school, which uh, allowed me to play at a more competitive level, but then again, shifted my focus back to to soccer as I went into college at the University of Mary Washington in Fredericksburg and continued my education at Virginia Commonwealth in uh, Richmond and uh, enrolled in the Masters of Sports Leadership program, where I thought my path was going to be in college coaching. My uncle was a 30 plus year division one college soccer coach. And I was exposed to the world of sports marketing and in particular was exposed to the industry of golf. And it kind of brought things full circle for me back to my passion for the game, my love for the game and was fortunate enough to work for Nike and then uh, Octagon, which is a, a leading sports agency. And then eventually Hank Haney, the, the world renowned instructor who at the time was Tiger Woods's coach. And so headed up marketing for his junior golf academy down in Hilton Head for a few years before returning back to Virginia, which is where my roots are. And, that, and that's where I've been for the last almost 11 years working for Buffalo Group and uh, based out of Richmond, Virginia now. Wow, that is really fascinating. I mean, I've had the opportunity to work with and know some people at the Center for Sport Leadership at VCU. And we have a intern on our staff right now who's a Center for Sport Leadership grad who does an amazing job. And it's such a wonderful program. And I always wonder what sort of vision or path people go into it with versus what they might come out with. And so it's so fascinating to hear that you thought you were going to go in and then come out as a, as a college coach and you, you found sports marketing and, and you realized or remembered your, your love of golf. That is that's just awesome. Um, so you, you'd spent some time up in Northern Virginia. Now you're here in Richmond. How often do you play? Talk a little bit about your game, things like that. Sure. I, I play as much as I can. 
And certainly during the pandemic, I was able to play a little bit more uh, working from home, but at the same time, um, back to travel a little bit. So that has squeezed my opportunities, but I play at Lakeside Park Club here in Richmond and, but really enjoy kind of playing all over. I've had the opportunity to play Belmont quite a bit and uh, a lot of other great courses in not only just in, in Richmond, but in Virginia. So I, I love the opportunity to, to travel and play golf. And I have an annual trip with my dad and my uncle and uh, actually heading uh, to Cabot Links with them in a couple of weeks, which we're excited about. So uh, just just love to experience the game and experience it with friends and family. And my game has fluctuated. I play to just under a six handicap now, but I say that during you know early part of my career, I uh, had lost a lot <laughs> of skill, and so I I made it a point to to begin to take the game more seriously. And and now having a lot more fun with it now that I'm a little bit more consistent, even though there's there's some days where you just scratch your head, but all in all, I, I love playing the game and, and I love giving back to the game. And uh, that's that's what's so important to me about, you know, the, the role that I, I help serve with VSGA and then also in partnership with Youth on Course is, you know, part of what I'm most passionate about is youth development and and just giving back and uh, and, and providing, you know, unique experiences to those uh, that have the opportunity. So, um, again, just have really enjoyed all the connection points into the VSGA in so many different ways. Yeah, as we begin to segue towards Youth on Course and the 100-hole hike, you you mentioned Belmont, and I know that you were involved with supporting Brent and Bill and Mark and the team, Kelly, um, who, you know, reopened Belmont this this spring. What do you see, and how does that, as we, like I said, segue to youth opportunities. How does that grow youth opportunities uh, for golf or accessibility for golf? Well, it's the future of the game. I, I just played it the other week and played the 12 hole course, the six hole course and the putting course in less than three and a half hours and mm -hmm. actually played the putting course barefoot. So uh, there was a group behind us at, on uh, the ringer that was uh, several younger guys who were, didn't look like they were very uh, experienced golfers, but we're having a great time laughing and we're out there in board shorts and tank tops. And so it's just, it's a, a place like Belmont is really special, not only because of the amazing history that it has with the Tillinghast design and, and the wonderful tournaments that it's hosted over the years with Sam Snead winning the 49 PGA championship, but, but just now flash forward to 2021, looking at that, that, facility and looking at what Brent and Bill and Mark and Kelly, as you mentioned, what they've built is really special. And I, and I think it's a model for the rest of the country. You, you start to see some of these types of facilities that you, you kind of show up and you create your own experience with the time that you have. And for so many years, the golf industry has measured golf in 18 hole equivalents. And, and that was a mistake because golf experience could be, you know, playing three holes, playing six holes, going to a driving range, going to a top golf or a drive shack. Golf could be a variety of different experiences, whether you have 30 minutes, an hour, four hours, or whatever your availability is. And so Belmont provides that. And it's in, it's just a wonderful Davis Love, Love Design Group uh, piece of work that they've done. And, and it's in wonderful condition. And and for those of, of you that uh, that are listening that haven't had a chance to play it, I would highly recommend it. It's just a it's just a wonderful golf experience and very convenient right off of 95, whether you're heading north or south. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I don't mean to bring up 
Belmont because it's in our backyard here in Richmond. It just so happens to be that it is, but it's an amazing, unique thing that is very similar to whether you want to look at the cradle at Pinehurst or Goat Hill Park or Winter Park 9, something like that, where like what you said, you can create your own experience once you get there. It's so fantastic. Talk a little bit about your, well, your experience with Youth on Course, how you've seen, because you've worked with that organization for a while and known Adam for a while. How have you seen that organization grow to where it is right now? It's been amazing. They've been a partner of Buffalo dating back to, I believe, 2015, where they were very geographically focused on the West Coast. They began, as as many may know, out of Northern California, the Northern California Golf Association, and began to expand their programming and providing access to junior golfers for $5 or less with other state and regional golf associations. And so that has expanded, as you know, just kind of across the entire United States and into Canada, Canada and, and even further international expansion, which is which is really exciting. And along the way, they've Adam Hike, who's the CEO, has built an amazing team of, of people with all different types of skill sets and backgrounds that have really helped to change the face of golf and provide opportunities there uh, may not have been uh, available to for, for junior golfers. And so it's uh, it's been wonderful on a personal level to be uh, so closely tied to youth on course and uh, looking ahead to this year, my last three years, I've done the 100 hole hike and they've been to support the national organization because the VSGA was not yet partnered. So this year, I'm really excited in my fourth 100 hole hike. I can't believe I'm saying that <laughs> to to be doing so with uh, other golfers here in the state of Virginia and those that are passionate about growing the game here and providing access to juniors. So for those reasons, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm excited to see just the growth that has happened across the United States and then particularly in Virginia. So thank you to those golf facilities that have uh, provided opportunities for junior golfers uh, and for for you, Matt, and your team for getting the word out and, and helping to grow this wonderful program across the Commonwealth. Well, it was, I think, a, a real blessing in the timing of which it came on to be able to offer this in 2021 when, you know, a lot of people were coming out of the pandemic. Kids were wanting to play more. Courses were wanting to find more ways to open the doors for kids to play more. And while you still have a handful of courses out there who are who were unsure of what 2021 was going to bring in terms of full T-sheets or spacing and how you'd have to manage some of those things, by and large, everyone's been very welcoming. And we know that there's only more courses that are going to come on board and welcome these juniors uh, into their into their course. So it's it's really, really exciting. And I've been, I felt real blessed to have the opportunity to work on it. When we let's get into some of the nuts and bolts of a of a 100 hole hike because <laughs> you are the only one of us who has ever done this before. <laughs> what are some what are some pro tips that you can share? Now you're going to do it at Schoolhouse Nine. You've done it at Schoolhouse Nine the last few years. Talk a little bit about whether it's Schoolhouse Nine, but also some of you know here here's how you manage your day. 
So my first hunter hole hike was, as I mentioned, this will be my fourth year. So I've done it the last four years consecutively. The first year that that I did it was with a few other Buffalo colleagues, and we took on the challenge at Historic Langston Golf Course in Washington D.C. And so it was a uh, it was a unique day in that uh, it the weather was just completely erratic. It went from really hot to really cold to rainy to windy. We saw it all. So, uh, and, and what's been interesting is each year, it's just been incredibly different. The second year I did it, it was a total downpour. And last year it was nice and cool and 70 and 75 degrees. So you just never know what weather you're going to get. So you kind of have to pack for all of it. And, and that means bringing, you know, changes of clothes and changes of shoes and, and certainly lots of, uh, lots of water and, and lots of food to help power you through the day. Uh, to your point, the last uh, two years, then going into the third year, I'll be doing it at Schoolhouse 9, which really has a special place in my heart for a number of reasons. Uh, number one, it's uh, about 15 minutes from where I grew up in Culpeper County. Uh, number two, it's the site of my only hole-in-one. Uh, <laughs> number three, uh, it's uh, I've been so fortunate to have my dad and uh, have him participate and hike alongside with me the last two years, and he's going to be participating in a few holes again this year. And ironically, he is one of the assistant superintendents there. He's now retired, but he mm -hmm. is enjoying life and and uh, and helping uh, with with Schoolhouse 9 as uh, as a as a part-time gig and and uh, sneaking in his own golf when he can before and after hours. So, um so there's just a lot of different, you know, pieces to Schoolhouse 9 that just make it so special to myself and my dad and and uh and of course just the entire facility there. It's just a a, a beautiful facility and uh, a wonderful Mike McCartan design. Mike McCartan's a good friend. And so we're, we're looking forward to it again. I'll be joined this year for all 100 holes by two Friars Golf Club members uh, that I'm also a member of, uh, Joshua Stevie and, uh, and Don Bostic. So uh, looking forward to, uh, to showing them the ropes, but um, I know we'll be leaning on each other throughout the day to, to get through the 100 holes. And can't control the weather, but we're, we're wishing for the best, the best. Yeah. It's exciting to have that contingent of you, Josh and Don up there. It makes us regret that we can't all be together on that day, but I'm so excited to see what you guys are going to do and how you're going to make it around. Do, do we have time to put a T in the ground? Like how, how fast are we walking? What, what happens? That's a, it's a great question. I'd say. The first year that I did it, I actually cared about what I shot the first 18 to 36 holes. And then you just, you don't really care as much. You start to, you start to get tired. You just worry about advancing the golf ball. And certainly you're keeping the flag stick in because you're putting and you're moving on. You're putting and you're moving on. I would absolutely do everything you can uh, to lessen the weight of your golf bag. Only bring the golf clubs that are totally necessary. And, and certainly along with that is, is the, you know, the balls, the tees and the other things that add weight to your golf bag, when you can make it as light as possible, would absolutely recommend that. So uh, to your question on putting a tee in the ground, probably should on par fours and par fives, mm -hmm. <laughs> just because you're going to probably hit the ball further, but on par threes, probably not. Uh, that being said, uh, it's, it's not a bad thing to take a minute uh, on each tee and just catch your breath. Uh, now that we're doing it in September, late September, we will be fighting daylight. So would recommend getting that first ball in the air as soon as you can and, and pushing through. But to your point earlier about the fact that we've got 
a lot of different hikers this year uh, in a couple different locations. That's really exciting to me because then looking mm-hmm. ahead to 2022 and 2023, my vision is how great would this be is if we had several different hikes happening throughout the state of Virginia on the same day and everybody's banded together, they're cheering each other on and we're raising funds for a wonderful organization in youth on course. And so, uh, so certainly this is a, a great first test for this year, but looking forward to the growth that we'll see in future years. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's not something that I would have had on my sort of agenda in year one. Like, hey, can we think of a remote site where we have three guys who are, you know, social media influencers and like real high up in the golf industry? Could we do something like that? I would have never thought that something like that could come to life. And then you you brought that to life for us. So thank you for that. And then uh, it's going to be a really, really exciting day in terms of in terms of getting around. From your time with working with Youth on Course, I want to share a little bit about the impact that that they've communicated to you, that you've had the opportunity to work with them on, is the impact that golf has on the life of a child and, and the difference that access to golf really can make through Youth on Course rounds. Well, it's, it's you know, a, a lot of people are have likely heard of youth on course and and again the the best way to summarize it is access is that the first tee does a wonderful job of getting golf clubs into the hands of of junior golfers and they have an amazing curriculum and they they do a a, just a fantastic job of of reaching various communities throughout the united states and what youth on course does is just provides that opportunity for real life experiences on the golf course and as we know, there's so many benefits to playing the game physically, mentally. There's just so many things that the game teaches us when we play with our friends, when we play with you know those that are older than us, maybe those that we don't even know, just the respect of the game, the etiquette, and just all the things that the game teaches. And so the opportunity that Youth on Course provides to, uh, to be able to uh, provide access to these golfers to play courses that they wouldn't necessarily be maybe able to have access to or be able to afford is, is really unique. What's also exciting too is the fact that we've got a long list of amazing courses in the state of Virginia that are supportive of youth on course. Mm-hmm. But as a youth on course member, as you travel with your family, as a junior golfer around the U.S., wherever that may take you, there's a very good chance there's a youth on course facility, a supporter near you and your your car travels you can pay five dollars to play pinehurst you can play pay five dollars to play a lot of other top courses around the u.s and so it just it's just a wonderful opportunity to experience the game and and that too just if 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 you spend time on the youth on course website you'll learn more about all the things that they're doing off the golf course as well in terms of all of the amazing scholarships that they provide the grants that they uh, that they achieve in just so many different areas of where you know they are they are giving back and helping support the next generation of golfers and so um, you know there's just the hundred hole hike is just one of many initiatives to help fundraise and support all the the various things that they do year over year. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Glenn. I, I can't tell you enough. I know it's difficult to get on your calendar as it is. So thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Is there anything else you want to you wanna offer our hikers or our listeners before we get ready for, for the 100-hole hike? 
Well, I'm sure that you'll leave them with where to find us online to if they're so kind and interested in donating to one or all of the hikers. I know we would greatly appreciate it. But if uh, if not, uh, if even a, a social media message or something that helps encourage us along the way, I know will be much appreciated. So uh, looking forward to uh, to the next challenge. And uh, Matt, thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Golf in the Commonwealth. And big thanks to Glenn Gray. You can pledge on Glenn's hike or anyone else's at vsga.org slash youth on course and click on the link for the 100 hole hike. Keep an eye on the podcast feed and social media for more content related to the 100 hole hike. And we'll see you in the fairway soon.